Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. Welcome to another episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. (laughs) I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. I have an interview. I'm on the line with Crystal Collins, a a very good friend of mine that I met at Blog World in New York this summer, and we had a blast. She is the creator of the thriftymama.com, a blog that she started back in 2008 with the goal of helping her readers live more healthy and unnatural while saving money. The blog has grown to be a huge resource for people all over the world with over 22,000 likes on Facebook. She writes for other blogs. She's the co-founder of Savvy Blogging Summit. Obviously, she's doing a lot. My goal for today is to find out how to outwit and outlast your competition. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Crystal, my friend, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm wonderful. How about you, Leslie? I am just fantastic. Cannot complain and will not complain. I'm digging that intro music. It's very exciting. Very peppy, just like your personality. Awesome. You feeling that? I'm feeling it. Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) So we met back in, when was that? June, July? What was it? I think it was, was it June? Was it? Yeah, I think it was June. It was yeah. June in New York at Blog World. We we met there. We hung out there. We had a blast. Yeah, um, good times. Really good times. And we're looking forward to meeting up again and doing some more fun stuff and all that jazz. Uh, but we were just talking on Facebook like 20 minutes ago, and we were talking about doing an interview at some point, and we decided, hey, why not do it right now? So this is our interview. I'm so glad to have you on the line. Thank you for joining me. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Awesome. So... Let's talk about your story because, yeah, I know a little bit about what you've done and what you're doing right now, which is a whole lot. Uh, But I don't know the full backstory, and most likely the people that are listening may not know that either. Um, So can you talk to me about what you were doing before blogging, and we'll get into how that led into blogging. Well, that's kind of um, interesting. I'm actually, I have a background in music. Okay. uh, I went to school and studied music and um. I just have a passion for for music and for writing as well. And uh, my husband and I both found ourselves out of work at the beginning of the recession. Mm. I had to create an income, and you know, musicians, you know, the starving musician is really true. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hard to make a living at that. So I I went into blogging to try to um, you know create an income online and started my site. And within about a year, I had been earning a full time income. Oh, that nice. Was- supporting my family. So that was pretty exciting. And I was helping people with something that was needed and, you know, saving money. Everybody was struggling and still is struggling. So it's been great to 
not only help people, but to have an income by doing so. Gotcha. Now, you said you were into music and, and what what aspect of music? I ask because I'm a musician and I love anything to do with music. So I'm just curious. I actually majored in voice. Um, so before I started blogging, I was a music teacher and uh, did voice lessons, um, oh. play guitar, a little bit of keys. Probably not as good as you. I've seen that video of you <laughs> playing. I'm not as good as you. Uh, oh, but, my wife actually did the same thing. She she also my wife also did um voice and she teach she taught at a, a choir and so on and voice lessons at a school and all that stuff so awesome stuff interesting okay so the world <laughs> now what were you doing so you were teaching with music but then you decided to start this blog the blog wasn't about music what what was the blog about well the blog was initially about saving money because you know we found ourselves without our work and needed to have some you need to save money in every area as possible and I did that through saving money at the grocery store cutting our grocery bill budget down I cut it down to about $35 a week for our groceries um, and then people wanted to know how I did that and that was how the blog started um, and then after a year wait, 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 wait. before we move on there <laughs> you said down to $35 a week on groceries right that's what you said that's what I said now yeah. is this a family of one the family of four. A family of four. Yes, it is. $35 a week. Yes. <laughs> oh, my word. I know you can't give us all the secrets here, but how in the world were you able to do that? Well, that was through watching the watching the sales cycles. You know, every store has a sales cycle. Okay. And every every store has their marketing planned out for the year. So, and everything runs on usually on a four to six week sales cycle. Okay. So following those sales cycles and then matching coupons when the items were on sale to get the lowest rock bottom price. And a lot of times items were free or, you know, mere pennies when they were matched with a sale and a coupon. Okay. So you were doing this, you were saving, well, obviously a ton of, I mean, it's just my wife and I, oh, I need to turn off my alerts. Um, <laughs> it, it's just my wife and I, yeah. um, and we spend significantly more than that. So, yeah. so in other words, if someone wants to learn how to save that kind of money on groceries and all that kind of stuff, which is a valuable thing right now, head on over to uh, your blog at thethriftymama.com, right? Well, yes, but it has changed a lot. I do okay. help people save money, but after a year of being in it, I was discouraged because I felt like I wasn't helping people live healthy. Ah. And I'm really super passionate about healthy lifestyle, healthy living. So I've refocused what my site was about. It is about saving money, but it's more about doing it from a, a healthy perspective, oh. from living an organic lifestyle, helping the environment, um, you know, with recipes and then and then shopping trips as well. I will show people how they can save just as much money, but eat healthy as well. I actually spoke recently to a group and I went out to Kroger, it's a grocery store in our area, uh -huh. and I, without any coupons, without even like have going in with a plan, I went and shopped and I got organic items, healthy items, and I got the matching, um, you know, the other guys that are not organic and healthy uh -huh. and compared it and this was with me trying to get a good deal on both. I wasn't trying to just get a good deal on the organic stuff and not the other stuff. So. When I got home and I looked at my receipt, it was actually $3 cheaper for the organic and healthy stuff. Wow. So I'm really passionate about showing people that it is possible to eat healthy and save money and you can cut your grocery budget and you can make good quality foods for your family 
and not spend an arm and a leg. Okay, I need to check out your blog um, <laughs> because, you know, my wife and I are very much into trying to eat healthily and live healthily, exercise and all that kind of stuff. And we shop locally and it is at least it seems as if it's extremely expensive to eat healthily. So, I mean, if you're sharing those types of tips, I need to check it out because yeah. I actually have an ebook. Um, it's um, called Not Your Mama's Crunchy Granola. Not you, seven, wait, say that again. Sorry, it was breaking up. Not Your Mama's Crunchy Granola. <laughs> I love it. It's seven weeks to a healthier lifestyle. And I walk you through um, seven weeks where you can totally turn your life around and turn your budget around with your food. Awesome. What's the, how, how do we get there? What's the URL to get into that? Um, you can go to thethriftymama.com okay. and then there um, there is a page for my ebooks. Gotcha. Go to page. We'll, we'll make sure to link that Actually, up. Just go to thethriftymama.com slash seven weeks to a healthier lifestyle and okay. it takes you to the book. Okay, I am going to link that up in the show notes. All right, so you said you 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 were doing this thing, saving a lot of money, and people started asking you how you were doing it. When you say people started asking you, you mean just random people coming up to you in the streets and saying, "Hey, how do you do that?" Or were people asking you online? What, what how was that happening? It was both. You know, when you go shopping and you, and you're checking out and you're paying two bucks for seventy dollars worth of groceries people are going <laughs> to ask you how are you doing it gotcha. um, so it was that and then it was also family and friends um i was involved in some forums online and we'd all talk about the deals that we get and people were like how are you doing that how are you doing that so i i found that i was repeating myself too much so i started the blog and then and then realized oh my gosh i can make money with my blog too awesome so that, was, that was how it all turned around no and i was gonna ask you when you started your blog i mean wh when going into it did you know that this could be something that you could make money from or was it just uh you just wanted to share the information it was kind of a mixture of both i really didn't understand the potential for making money off on it uh -huh. i was hoping maybe that i could make an extra 30 bucks to pay our light bill you know gotcha um, so that was kind of what I wanted. And then when I just really focused on it, um, it just exploded. And, and what made you decide to really focus on it? I mean, in terms of, okay, yeah, first you were thinking, okay, maybe $30 help to pay a bill or whatever the case might be. But was there something that happened that caused you to start, you know, changing your perspective and saying, okay, maybe I could really do something significant from this? Um, it's probably when I saw... Um, my traffic just skyrocket. Okay. Um, you know, I was making a little bit of money, but as soon as, as soon as the traffic became a lot more, I started seeing bigger checks, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, there's something to this." <laughs> gotcha. I see. I, I like it. I like it. So, um, traffic started skyrocketing, and uh, skyrocketing. And when you say that, I mean, do you share your numbers in terms of how much traffic the site sees? Um, I think um, within the first year, I was up to like um, maybe 300000 a month. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's some serious skyrocketing. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it exploded. Within the first year? Yeah. And where are you now? Is it around the same or is it better? It's not the same. I, when, I, when I refocused my content um, to just talking about healthier eating, I lost a lot of people because uh -huh. when I first started, I was just... I was just targeting people who were looking to save a buck on anything, okay. which is great. And I think there are sites that need to be there for that. But that was not what I was passionate about. So I refocused just to um, organic and healthy living things. And then my traffic dropped. 
So a lot of people would probably think it was a bad move, but it uh-huh. wasn't because my income actually went up because oh. my niche became so focused. My readers became so passionate for me and what I was doing. And they saw that I was willing to sacrifice, um, you know, numbers or whatever for my passions and what I was really passionate about helping people with. So that really, um, my traffic did drop, but it's just, it was, um, the best move I made for my site, I think. Okay. So you had a, you, you had a blog first and it was going well up to 300,000 unique uh, visitors a month. Um, and you were doing that on something that you weren't necessarily very passionate about. So in your opinion, I mean, you compare now to what you were doing then, how important is it to be passionate about what you're doing when it comes to your blog and building an online business? For me, it's the most important thing. Mm. And I know a lot of people won't necessarily agree with that because most people, um, you know, it's, it's they're chasing the hard-earned dollar. And yeah. that's, you know, fine. Some people are like that. But for me... I can't do something unless I'm 100% on board and passionate about it. You know, I feel like I'm making a difference. Otherwise, you know, what's the point of me doing it? Just, you know, more money will not make me happy. I mean, it'll pay my bills, which is nice. You know, I like money because I like to pay my bills. Yeah, that's nice. (laughs) But I want to be super passionate about everything that I'm doing, and I want to help people. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and of course, your audience is going to no- notice that you're passionate about it and they're going to get even more passionate about it um, because you are and they can see that in you, right? Right, exactly. Awesome, yeah. awesome. So, okay, now, just in terms of monetization, how do you monetize your blog? I monetize my blog through ads, um, Google AdSense, ad networks, um, you know, paid ads. People can uh, buy an ad on my site and I also do it through affiliate links that okay. are within content. Okay. And that's probably where the majority of it comes from, that in Google AdSense. And then there's also um, sponsored content. So if a company wants to work with me to, um, for me to write about them, they, they do have to pay for that. And I don't do a lot of those just because I'm so picky about the companies I work with. Uh-huh. So that those are a lot more rare for my site, but there occasionally there is sponsored content. And then also through consulting, um, just, you know, with what I've built and mm-hmm. what I've done, um, a lot of people want to, you know, quote unquote, pick my brain, but I don't, I don't allow that to be for free. I, okay. cause you know, I've worked hard for where I am. So I, I do consulting as well for that. Okay. Do you, do you sell any of your own products? I have ebooks on my site. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Okay. So you And then do- I have I have another product that's not related to that site. Okay. It's, it's the marketing calendar blueprint. Okay. And what's that about? That is um something that I worked on with Dan Morris and Darren Crawford and we created it. It's um the marketing calendar blueprint and it helps you plan out your marketing strategy for your business. And how do they find that? How 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 if someone is interested in checking that out, where should they go? It's marketingcalendarblueprint.com. Basically, what it does is, and and I wanted to talk about that a little bit with this, um, is planning out your content, planning out your strategy for your business so that you're not just flying by the seat of your pants. There there needs to be a plan in place. And this is something that it took me a little while to learn, actually. It was trial and error, um, deciding I'm not just going to put up anything. I'm going to be very strategic in Uh what I'm putting up and how I'm doing it. Okay. And I, and I want to get into that. I want to unpack that. But now let me ask you this before we get into that. What made you, you know, okay, first you're blogging. You're, you're putting whatever content that, I, I don't know how, how you're deciding to put the content on your blog. But 
it seems as if you went through a progression from, okay, I'm just going to be putting content on my blog uh, to where you're thinking now, okay, I need to be more strategic about the content that I put. I need to be more strategic about my planning for my business and all that kind of stuff. What brought mm -hmm. about that change? Um, I would say that it, that change came about, um, last summer specifically, um, after the second Savvy Blogging Summit, um, I just met some incredible people there and um, started making a connection with um, Dan Morris from Letters from Dan. Uh -huh. And he taught me a lot about um, you know, how AdWords works and Google AdSense. And then we just kind of started talking about mo marketing together. Uh -huh. And um, just the whole aspect of actually having a plan. A lot of bloggers don't really have plans in place. Mm -hmm. I hadn't had a plan in place either, to be fair. And he um, just really opened my eyes and he was like, do you want to work on this with me? Do you want to create this product with me? Because I, I was coming from the point of view of a blogger, whereas he was coming from more from the, you know, he had, his background is in marketing specifically. Yeah. It was a good combination. So we worked together, um, actually learned a lot from each other, and then created the product together w along with Darren Crawford, who is also an extremely smart guy. Uh huh. Awesome. You know, I, I, I'm going to have to get – I spoke to him about it already, but I'm going to have to get Dan on an on a interview because I know he'll have some – awesome things to share oh he, yeah definitely guy's a genius <laughs> he, he is indeed he is indeed so we'll make sure to get him on the show okay so now let's talk about this whole um concept of how to outwit and outlast your competition because i know you have a a number of things to share where that is concerned um so just w w walk us through that process how do you go about doing that what what are some of the important things that you need to to, to keep in mind as you're trying to build not just a blog, not just a, a place where people can come and say, hey, this is a great blog, but really trying to build a solid business around your blog. Right. Well, I kind of took the phrase outwit and outlast the competition from the show Survivor. And that's kind of the theme of the show is outwit and outlast. Um, granted, that's a lot more um, hardcore than I like to get with my business, <laughs> but it's kind of a good metaphor because during the show, when they show you, sorry, my daughter is coming here. No, that's 100% fine. <laughs> yes, baby. Okay, go to bed. Oh, this is priceless. <laughs> yes, I'm a mother to you. Baby. <laughs> this is great. Does she want to say hello? <laughs> She's back in bed already. Oh, okay. Or nope. she will come out and be a ham. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah. Okay. She heard you. Okay, here you go. <laughs> Sorry, Leslie. This is great. Okay. You're a first. You're a learning with Leslie first. I love it. <laughs> so um, back to the whole survivor thing. Uh -huh. the, reason I like, the reason I like that metaphor is because um, when, they, when the show is on air, before the first episode even goes on TV, they already know who's going to be at the end and they know who's going to win. They know it. So they are creating every single episode. They're not just throwing random content in there, random video content from the people on the island. They are being very specific in what they show you to help create drama, to help create you um, to be attached to the characters, uh -huh. to 
so that it sucks you in. You totally just, you know, you're on board with the show from the first episode, um, and you they keep moving you from episode to episode. And then they move you from season to season by doing things like um, the All-Stars, where they take past favorite characters from the show, and then they put them all into the next season. Mm-hmm. So th- there's a whole strategy involved with that. And how that applies to bloggers is we need to be planning out our strategy, our content, to be moving our readers to the next blog post, to the next thing product that we're creating, the next thing we're doing on our site, and keeping them coming back season after season, fall, winter, spring, Hmm. all of it. And planning that strategically, we need to know what the end goal is. Where do we want them to be in the end? Do we want them to absolutely love this character on the show, or do we want them to absolutely love this hate this character on the show and we do that by planning out our content very strategically now in in planning out that content strategically and so on what is the first step that you recommend for people to take i mean is it trying to decide what your your end goal is and then you know deconstructing from that how how do you how do you recommend if you're coaching someone right now how would you recommend for them to go about doing so well, I would obviously say they need to get the marketing calendar blueprint. Definitely. <laughs> Just, yeah, we're going to send them there. Marketingcalendarblueprint.com. All of this is the answer to that question. But to start out, I would say people need to know where they want to be in five years. Five and years. I, I ask okay. a lot of people that. I'm like, what, what do you, where do you want to be in five years? What are your business goals? And people look at me with like a blank stare. They have no yeah. idea. Uh-huh. And that's not good. because. Um, if you really want to be a business versus just, you know, somebody who has an online diary, mm. you have to be very strategic. You have to know where you want to be. So for instance, with me, I might hopefully by five years, I've got two books written um, and published. Okay. And I want to establish my platform more in the, the health um, and natural organic living niche. I, I want to be seen you know, kind of as an authority in that niche. So everything that I do between now and then needs to help me reach that goal. Okay, so the first step is answering the question, where do you want to be in five years? Yes. I like that. And, you know, that's not something that bloggers usually talk about. I mean, because you think about blogging and it almost seems like this casual thing that you do and hopefully you make some money with it. Um, But thinking strategically and thinking long term, what do I want to do in five years? That's not something that you hear often. Mm. I, I like that. I like, and when I think about for myself, when I think about where I want to be in five years with become a blogger, and I'm, I'm just going to use myself as an example, um, event, I, I want to build this into, you know, as you said, I want to have a, a stronger um, stand, stand in my niche um, in terms of helping people to build online presences and platforms to help them to really change the world and influence people in all different types of ways. I want it to be a one-stop shop for anything blogging related. So if you want to get WordPress themes, you want to get um, plugins, you want to get resources and training, I want Become a Blogger to be that place where you can get come to and get all of those things taken care of. So that's kind of how I would answer that question. Um, but now that I've answered that question, where do I go from there? Well, I think the next thing that you need to do is to create a keyword theme map for your site. A keyword and, theme map, okay. And that's a little more intensive, and um, that's 
something that um, actually Dan Morris can do for people if he if they're just looking for someone to hire to create a theme map for them. Okay. But what a, what a, a keyword theme map is is pulling all the keywords that are relevant for your niche uh -huh. and planning out your content based on the keywords that are going to help bring you traffic and that are relevant for you. So for my site, the Thrifty Mama, I'm. I have a keyword theme map that is related to organic things, okay. and I have evergreen content planted out, which is um, content that's basically being searched throughout the entire year. Uh -huh. And then I also have seasonal content that I'm working on, and that would be like you know, um, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up, and you know, everybody's looking for like all the holiday recipes. Uh -huh. So I'm planning out my recipes according to what people are going to be searching for. Um, but specifically, I don't want to go for just any kind of recipe search. If people are searching for how to make um, s'mores, I mean, that's not going to bring readers to my site that are going to want to stick with me. Yeah, yeah. I need to be going for the ones that are pulling in the readers that are looking for a healthier site to visit. Gotcha. So, getting all the keywords out like that no so this keyword theme map is it you're creating one keyword theme map is it um it's just a bunch of keywords in terms of okay uh for evergreen content these are the keywords that i want to target for you know between the, for the f the last quarter of the year these are the keywords that i want to um uh, target is is that how that goes how, how how exactly does that um play out yeah, that plays out like that. And then there's also, um, you know, if you're going for something ex very specific that's highly competitive, uh -huh. um, you will go for a lot of relevant keywords that maybe you don't want to rank for, but by ranking for them, you are showing Google that you are an authority gotcha. in, in that niche. So getting everything that's relevant to support the big one that you're going for, um, that goes along with, you know, just all the regular... Um, content that you're going for throughout the year okay so first i ask myself the question where do i want to be in five years then i create a keyword theme map um, in terms of the keywords that i want to be targeting not just you know this week but over the long term and then what do i do start writing your content <laughs> start writing the content <laughs> yep work on it start writing it um you know, write your blog posts, get them out there, and start trying to rank for those keywords. And, um, you know, I've found that actually having it all planned out for me, like I have this entire Google, Google spreadsheet of uh -huh. everything that I'm working on for the next, um, through February right now is what's planned out. Oh, wow. And um, it makes it easy for me to go in and write something. Like sometimes, you know, as a blogger, you're you're struggling, what am I going to write about? What do I need to write about now? And if it's all planned out like that, there's no guessing. There's no, you know, just I'll just put something up. And it's kind of funny because I'm actually not wasting my time now. I'm writing content that has got a purpose other than, you know, just writing something. My number one purpose, obviously, to help people, which is what my passion is. Uh -huh. So I'm doing that because I am looking for things that are relevant to my readers. And then secondly, I'm writing it to go for a certain keyword to bring more readers to my site so that I can help more people bring uh, more traffic and, and hopefully more income as well. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, a perfect example is, uh, you know, coming down to today. I, I mean, this po this podcast episode is going to be posted tomorrow. But coming down to today, coming into the evening, 
I found myself thinking, man, I don't have a podcast episode recorded yet. What am I going to record an episode about today? And and I started thinking about the different things I could record it on. And then I spoke to you and now we're doing this interview. If I had it all planned out in terms of the types of content that I want to cover at specific times, mm-hmm. I could just go to my list and say, okay, so this is what I'm supposed to be covering now. Let's go and talk about that. Exactly. Yep. And that's how big that's how big businesses work. That's how corporations work. And if you really want to be a business, you've got to have some kind of strategy and have things planned out. Awesome. Now, okay, so when you were building your blog, in terms of getting people to your blog, how exactly were you doing that? Was it just, you know, you, you were putting good content out there so people were searching in, the, in Google and they found your blog? What were you doing? Was there anything you were doing actively to bring people to your blog? Um, actively I was emailing other bloggers, um, to say, you know, I found this, um, this is great. I think this would help your readers. And then they would post it and then thank me in the post. So in all honestly, honesty, it's the community of bloggers that, um, initially helped me get off the ground. And I think that that is so wonderful Uh and it, it shows me that, you can be in business, but you can still work with other people who, you know, are also blogging and want to grow their businesses. And that community aspect, you know, was what initially helped me get off the ground so well is, is something that I'm always going to be thankful for and is something that I, that's why I want to help that community as well, yeah, which is yeah. why I started Savvy Blogging and why I started, I worked to create the Marketing Calendar Blueprint because I want to give something back and I want to help people to grow their income online like I was able to. God, yeah, and that's one of the things I love about uh, the online community because, you know, wh- when it comes to business, we, we tend to look at the other people in our niche as competitors. But from what I've found, it's not really about competition. It's about a community that's online, that's willing to help each other, willing to grow alongside each other because really there are so many people out there looking for the same thing. And it, there's, there's no need to be that competitive where that's concerned. Right. Love it, love it, love it. All right, so to outwit and outlast your competition, you you want to think like a big business, and you want to ask yourself, where do you want to be in five years? You create that keyword theme map, start writing that content, and that to me sounds like this whole outwitting and outlasting your competition thing is all about content. Is that is that an accurate statement? Uh, yes, I do agree that content is huge when it comes to a blog. Um, you know, you can have really great content, um, but if you have if you have no strategy involved, people aren't necessarily going to find you. I mean, I mean, it's rare. It happens. There are some bloggers that you know are huge now because um, they just found that magic spice or whatever that that made them um, just blow up online. But uh, you know, for the rest of us. There, you know, there has to be a strategy. There has to be good content and there has to be a strategy to go along with that content. Awesome. Now, as you've built your blog and built all the things that you're doing today, have you encountered any setbacks or roadblocks or things that, you know, you, you were trying to get it to a certain point, but it didn't happen or was everything always just smooth sailing? Hmm. I'm not sure if I can think of anything big. I mean, there's always... There's always um, the little everyday frustrations, you know, you get a mean email from somebody who's not happy with what you wrote <laughs> uh, or, um, you know, 
your your site um, crashes. You there? You there? Oh yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. It it went blank for a second. So what what were you saying there? Um, actually, I don't remember now. <laughs> I I'm trying to even remember the 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 question that I asked you because it just got cut off and I paused it and um and then coming back oh, to struggles it. with blogs. Struggles. Um, yeah, there we go. Yes. Mean um, email. I, you were talking about e- mean emails and all that jazz. Yeah, um, you know, getting a mean email from somebody saying they don't like what you're doing. It's usually a lot nastier than that. But, <laughs> um, you know, those types of things. I, I think that probably the, the most frustrating part for a blogger is when, like, maybe something on Pinterest goes viral or your traffic spikes or you get featured on some kind of news story or something and then your host goes down. Yeah. That's just, that, there's nothing more frustrating than with that. And I've had that happen a couple times, so. I've had that happen once and it was not fun. It's um, not, no, no, I did notice, though, that you've been featured on some pretty big sites um, and have done some videos for those sites. And how, how did those things come about? Um, are you talking about, like, media? Yes. Um, working with the media is, is, um, something that, you know, I've had to work at. It's making connections with my local media, with national media, and just, um, creating good rapport and, um, submitting, um, good ideas for stories, you know, cause the, the media is constantly looking for stories. Um, uh, they're, they're wanting people to reach out for them and you can submit a story and sometimes you won't hear back from somebody for three months and they'll be like, Hey, you remember the story you submitted for me? Can I interview like tonight at nine o'clock? And you just got to be ready because the media always works fast. So it's, it's, you know, pitching good ideas, uh, to people that will get featured. And then it's being ready at a moment's notice for random interviews at late at night. <laughs> gotcha. Well, that, that's still awesome. That's awesome stuff. So now, now in terms of who to contact, how do you know who to contact? Do you just send it to anyone that you can, that, that you can find when it comes to media? Uh, how do you do that? Um, well, I actually created my own little, um, database of media contacts. Okay. And over time, you know, I created it by either meeting people at events, um, Twitter is a good place to find media connections. LinkedIn is another one. Just making those connections wherever I can. Facebook, too. So making those connections, and then I um, build relationships and rapport and then submit ideas and um, create that database in my Google spreadsheet for media contacts. Gotcha. I like it. All right. So um, parting words of advice. Uh, somebody's listening to this and they've, you know, they heard about blogging and now they're actually getting into blogging and they're excited about it. But mm-hmm. let's say they've, they've started and they're a bit discouraged because they're not sure if this can be something that um, can turn into something significant. What would you tell to that person? Well, not to be too discouraging, but I'd say if you don't have a passion for what you're doing, then you need to find something else. Because blogging is hard work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. It's not something that is going to be a quick buck. I, you know, that first year I worked my tail off um, to build my site up, to build my traffic. I, I was working probably more than 40 hours a week mm-hmm. doing it. And, you know, I didn't see anything for a few months. So that can be discouraging. But, you know, because I was super passionate about it and honestly had nothing else to do because we were out of work, <laughs> um, you know, it, it worked for me. But it won't work for everybody. And yeah. you need to be passionate. You have to have that passion to help get you through that so you're not discouraged, so you're not frustrated. 
definitely agree with that wholeheartedly. If someone wants to get in touch with you or check you out, check you out, check out what you're doing, where should I send them online? Oh, just have them come friend me. Facebook.com slash Crystal E. Collins. Crystal E. Collins. And they can find you at thethriftymama.com. Anywhere else? Um, yeah, I'm probably everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll send them to thethriftymama.com. Thank you so much, Crystal, for joining me on this call. And uh, yeah, that was it for this episode, guys. I hope you got a lot of value from it. I know that I sure did. Lots of stuff even for me to think about, especially with planning out all that stuff. I have not been the best planner, but I'm going to have to start working on that. Hey, uh, if you would like some information on how you can start your very own blog, I invite you to go to freebloggingvideos.com and there you're going to find the, the 10 free videos on how to set up your blog. Now, I'm talking about how to get your domain name, how do you get hosting, how do you install WordPress, get a nice design, install plugins, all that fun stuff. And then how do you start adding content, that type of content that we were just talking about. How do you go about doing that? You can check it out at freebloggingvideos.com. Um, but that's pretty much it for this episode. We have a lot more coming up, a lot more interviews, a lot more lessons, and just a lot more valuable stuff to help you to start an online business with your blog. So this is Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com. That's it for this episode. And until next time, take care and God bless. Two, four, one, four.